You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 163. This episode is sponsored by Tower Garden, a vertical growing garden that grows herbs, vegetables, and fruits all year round. It's simple and easy to use. Forget about weeds. Just grow and harvest fresh produce. Want to learn more? Visit www.ericsue.towergarden.com. Are you a first-time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long-time listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a super cool chiropractor with us today. His name is Dr. Vic Manzo. We'll be talking about five things to obtain optimal wellness. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Dr. Vic. Dr. Vic, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me, Eric. Awesome. Dr. Vic Manzo is the leading authority in inspiring individuals to discover their potential. He is a pediatric family wellness chiropractor located in downtown LaGrange, Illinois. He has been awarded Best Under 40 by Shaw Media in 2016, Business Leader of the Year in 2015 by West Suburban Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Best Chiropractor in LaGrange, Illinois from 2013 to 2016. Dr. Vic's vision is to help each individual discover their God-given potential via mind, body, and spirit. He utilizes this through chiropractic care, holistic lifestyle advice, customized nutrition, and mindfulness. Dr. Vic, that was just a little bit about who you are. Can you share with us a little bit more on how you got started? I got started based on my own uh, you know, personal journey at 19. Um, had a lot of issues. I played rugby at the time. Um, was in great shape. You know, I, I could physically, I had a lot. I mean, just everything was going well there. And I ate pretty good for the most part. Um, but I just kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And it was like, I'm going, I'm a 19-year-old guy. I'm in great shape. This doesn't seem right, right? You're, you're kind of trained. Exercise and nutrition is health. And yeah. that's what I thought until all of a sudden, uh, it took me like another year of suffering, I should say, as things continue to add on. And then I looked and I finally went to a chiropractor I went to when I was a kid. And ever since then, I never turned away. It was amazing how in like three months, all my symptoms were gone. I mean, digestive issues and headaches and muscle aches and pain, um, you know, depression a little bit, this anxiety a little, and not there anymore in three months. I'm going, this, this is, whoa, this is kind of freaky. <laughs> you know, mm. We haven't done anything different except just this. And then from that moment on, my, my passion for health just skyrocketed, and I, this is what I wanted to do and who I wanted to become. Awesome, awesome, great story. I, uh, before we dive into our topic today, I wanted to ask you this fun question my audience loves to hear the answer to, and that's what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Nice. Um, so I never got a chance to learn music growing up. Um, uh, well, never took advantage of it, I should say. Uh, but one cool fact is I, I love the cook. Um, one of my my man crush Mondays, if you want to call it that, is Gordon Ramsay. So I love learning from him oh. and just picking up as much as I can. Um, 
it, it's just uh, it's my art and way I can express myself to the world in that fashion. Mm. Um, I guess being Italian, learning since I was six, that's where it came from, and uh. ever since then, I just it's a uh, it's a way to get away. If I'm not in a great mood, I'll just get into the kitchen and just let mm. loose and uh, see whatever comes up. Awesome! Everyone wants to know what was the last meal you made. The last meal <laughs> I made, I just had uh, eggs, kale, egg kale uh, with eggs. Eggs. So kale. something simple. It was lunchtime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it simple, I guess, is the idea, right? Or do you keep it um, somewhat complicated slash? Uh, no, I, I like to keep it simple during the week, at least. During the weekends, I'll go a little crazy and just do whatever comes. Like uh, mm -hmm. I like to take typical recipes or things I grew up in, like being Italian, so like pizza, right? I like to take that and how can I switch it into a paleo pizza? Oh. And then how can I perfect it so I can get it somewhat as close? I know it won't be the same, but how close can I get that? Awesome. Awesome. Very good. We're over going to be over for dinner soon, right? <laughs> awesome. 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 So uh, we talked a little bit and we came to this topic of five things for optimal wellness or to obtain, obtain optimal wellness. How do you describe optimal wellness to people? And what are the five things? So, you know, I love the first question. How do you obtain optimal wellness? And uh, just to take it from there, it's, it's living your full human potential. Just basic as that. How do you, what are things that can allow you to live to be the, the potential of who you are as a human being? And so the five things, you know, when we look at health, again, like I said earlier, we look at nutrition, we look at exercise, or what's the newest fad that's out there. And really, in, our, in my world, being a chiropractor, we, we, why not look at function first, right? Why not look at how is your body functioning? How are you adapting or handling your stresses that you deal with on a daily basis? Is it a positive response or is it a negative response? Is your body shutting down or not shutting down? Those are things that play a role. And that's what really was a wake-up call for me at 19, 20 years old, where um, I was explained that. And I was explained that, you know, hey, your body's just not adapting well to your stresses. It's not doing, it's not thriving, it's surviving. Mm. It's trying to sacrifice as much as it can. So this is where chiropractic comes in as number one. Um, because from there, then you have, you know, your nutrition. It's what you eat. What are you taking into your body? How, what, what fuel are you giving your body? What raw materials are you giving your cells that so they can recreate and create a healthier body and a healthier you? Then we look into, you know, exercise. I mean, movement, motion's life. We know that mm. it's, 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 it's a coin term that just keeps on being expressed. But not only importantly, you know, exercise, it's just getting moving. Just move. Take a walk for 30 days. You know, something as simple as that. Uh, the next one is mindset. And it's harmony within yourself and with your environment. Uh, in our world in chiropractic, we know that 80% of people's stress when they're dealing with things is mental, emotional. And the more we become cerebral or we're in, we're in our heads more and more with technology and the way we're living our lives nowadays, the more that heightens up and that percentage goes up. And then the last but not least is kind of obvious. If you don't recharge your batteries, how are you going to function throughout the day? Mm. And that's sleep. Yeah. So it's those five things that really bring wellness together. And the way I like to explain it and how I explain it to some of my patients is, is just visualize a wheel, mm. right? The spokes of the wheel really is the nutrition, the exercise, the, the sleep, and the being in harmony with your mind and body and your environment. Chiropractic is the middle centerpiece that pulls all those factors together. And then together, all five of those act as a unit. And as you circle in life, taking the ride in life, the more you have of those, the more you can have a more enjoyable ride. You know, I was going to ask you, some, some people may have misconceptions about chiropractic uh, work 
what what could you say about your style? Gotcha. Yeah, great question. Um, so yeah, people, a lot of people think chiropractics for back pain, neck pain, and headaches. I mean, that's what the media portrays us as. That's what we're kind of pushed as. And, and really, it's it, the way I kind of like to explain it is, if you're going to go ahead and use chiropractic just for that, it's like going to get an iPhone just to use the calculator function. <laughs> you're really missing out on what it really does. Mm. My approach is really just chiropractic straightforward. And what that is and what that means is, you know, your body has an ability to heal itself. Okay. It can, it self-organizes, self-regulates and self-heals. And the thing is over, you know, what are we looking at for me and that as a chiropractor, when I see a patient, I'm trying to see what are the things that are the body just is having a little bit of a difficulty trying to heal. And we look at the nervous system and that's what I approach everything with. And so, you know, even though the body is a self-healing mechanism, there's something called the limitation of matter. Your body can only handle so much stress in a given point of time before it goes in that survival state. And then from there, you know, that's where I come in and I look and see what are the things that we can do to remove that interference, something in what we call in chiropractic a subluxation, which is a very long, fancy word. And uh, to keep it simple, as I tell my patients the same thing, just think of subluxation as stress. But really, what it really is is, it, 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 it's um, an interference in your nervous system. It, it starts to distort communication, mm-hmm. either coming into the body and going up to the brain, or and then from there, it'll start to interfere with the communication to the mm-hmm. cells, tissues, and organs. Mm-hmm. And that's a functional component. So we're looking at that. So that's the essence of what I do and what I look for. But when we, we find the subluxation, we remove it, then we're allowing you, the individual, to be more of the human potential of what it is. We're taking you to another level. Um, you can think of it as like an upgrade to your cell phone. Uh, that's you know, once you upgrade your cell phone, mm. the new software, then all of a sudden it's functioning a little better. It's got rid of some bugs, and now it can you know, see whatever it may be. Well, an adjustment's just like that. We're mm. upgrading your body and your systems and your and everything, your brain, to be able to handle life and stress more often. Yeah, yeah. What do you say to someone? Yeah, I'm just thinking of some people who have this fear of going to a chiropractor only because they, they fear what they will do to the person's body and stuff. What is it a very safe uh, modality? Hands down, yes. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that the news has thrown out there. I know a couple months ago, it's been about six months now. Uh, they had some about stroke and things like that. And, uh, you know, we have that in our office to educate our patients of what the real science and research is. Um, but I will be straightforward. There, there's a risk in anything you do. Go take a step outside. There's risk to that, you know, um, looking at that. But when you compare the risk to, like, taking non-steroid uh, anti-inflammatory drugs, right, uh, research shows those kill 100,000 people a year. You know, it's, chiropractic's not even close to that. I mean, mm-hmm. the research we had, it's anywhere from, like, you know, any incident that may happen is like one in every five million and some odd, you know, adjustments. And the thing is, you're never going to get that many in your lifetime. Um, but looking at that perspective, no, it's, it's extremely safe, gentle, um, especially, you know, chiropractors have a lot of different techniques. For my In my office, I use a very light force technique. So mm. there's no, we call, people think cracking of the neck, which is more of just an adjustment of the cervical spine with your hands but uh, i don't do that primarily um, i use instruments um, less force on me less force on the patient and uh, we're, we're still getting the great the great results that chiropractic provides awesome awesome uh, you mentioned the exercise actually and movement uh, what kind of recommendations do you have for someone you're treating 
So it depends on where they're at. I mean, we do x-rays in our office, so we look at um, you know corrective exercise. We want to stabilize the posture as best as possible, break down some of those deficiencies that they may have. Um, but then it's all about movement, wherever they're at. You know, it's all individual care. So if it's someone who's in their 60s and they never really worked out much in their life, I'm going to recommend walking every day. If it's someone who's in their 20s or 30s and they're, they're ready to, they've worked out here and there and they're ready to take on some things, I'll give them recommendations, um, you know, things like high interval, high intensity interval training, which I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, those types of things, how can you biohack the body to get the results you want? But making sure it's functional. And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest key. Yeah. Whatever I recommend, no matter age, walking or whatever, I want to make sure that they're moving and being functional. Right. Walking is a very functional component because you're still cross-crawling in the brain and you're stimulating mm-hmm. both sides, and that's what is essential. I'll have them do other things to enhance if they can't do a lot of that, but really individual care. But the thing is to be functional in movement. Yeah, yeah. Make it, uh, there's a guy I follow, and he always talks about make it uh, be intentional, not habitual. And I love that <laughs> statement because we work out, we become very habitual in our workouts, yeah. but it's not intentional. What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of yeah. what I kind of dive into. Um, I have a few clients who have issues, their hips, their back, and so forth. Um, obviously, get that checked out to prevent uh, future injuries. Uh, is what you do, could you help them with those issues? Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at every uh, sports team out there that you see, any sports athlete. I mean, Tom Brady who won the Super Bowl. He's been under chiropractic care for years. Um, these guys do it not to just have peak performance, to be the best that they can. It's also prevent injuries. I mean, uh, my era, being a Jordan era for the Bulls, um, when John Stockton used to play, the Utah Jazz had a chiropractor. And long story short, that season, when they were getting adjusted by this chiropractor, which was kind of rare back then, Mm. um, they noticed, now don't quote me on the number, I I don't have it exactly down, but it was either like 52 injuries only or missing games they have because of injuries or 62, Mm. where the NBA average was like 150. Wow, wow. So really preventing injuries and, um, you know, people who have injuries now, should they, the first thing they should do is go get checked by a chiropractor or? Yeah, look at yeah. function first. I mean, that's where it all comes down to. If you have an injury, you know, it depends on what the injury was, but at the end of the day, it's, it's function. Well, how are you functioning? If you have an injury, this can go two ways, so there can be an argument out of that. But long story short, if it's just something you're you're doing on a daily basis, there's no like direct force to something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey, you have a functional issue already. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's always a good idea to get checked. Yes, for sure, absolutely. Highly recommend that. Awesome, awesome. Uh, the sec- a third component you said was eating or nutrition, right? Yep. Um, what could you tell somebody who's struggling with that? What What would you advise? So when I work with patients with nutrition and it comes to food, it, 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 it depends on what they're, you know, they're dealing with. What are they working with? I mean, some, a lot of people like weight loss. I mean, that's just, you know, some people are like, I can't lose weight. I'm trying everything I used to. It doesn't work. And so what I do is I kind of look at what are the basics that we need to do to restore the body. Again, back to getting it to uh, its, its, its natural state. And so we'll look at like possibly doing a food diary. That's the first thing I'll do because I need to know what's going on. I mean, I could throw diets all day long at people, but it's not really to benefit them. So once we do a food diary, then I have an idea of what they're consuming. I can give them heads up on some things, but I never tell them to remove things primarily. 
what I recommend when it comes to nutrition is add something first that's positive. Mm. You know, my one mentors that I follow, they they always talk about, let's say you like pizza. And I've done this with a lot of patients before. They're like, they, I have pizza. I got to have my pizza. Okay, that's great. Eat your pizza. And they just look at me like, what? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, eat your pizza. I, I have no problem with that. And they get a little puzzled by it. But then I tell them, here's the rule. And they go, oh, I knew there was something like this. <laughs> Yeah. And I go, just have a salad, a nice size, big salad before you have your pizza. That's all I ask. Mm. I've had a patient who likes having a beer, um, not every day, but, you know, a good amount. And I said, I'm not going to tell you that beer is bad for you. You're wise enough. You know what, what to do and not do. But how about this? Whatever, if you're going to have a pint of beer, drink a pint of water before you have your beer. Mm. And when you give time, two, three, four, six months down the road, what ends up happening is they're not doing it anymore. Mm. It kind of limited it down even more because now what you're doing is you're adding good mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, and, and the mentality is, it's kind of like when you go in a dark, you never, when you want to light up a dark room, you don't try to take darkness out of the room. Mm. You just turn on the light. Mm. So when it comes to nutrition, chiropractic, exercise, all these things, it's just, Hey, how do we turn on the light so that we can remove the darkness? How can we add more good foods for their health so that it's going to eventually detoxify the body, cleanse the body, and not want to have those as much. Right, right. That's an awesome analogy. I love it. Uh, We're going to use that one today. (laughs) We're going to use it today. Um, So what could other people, what could people do besides adding um, to help them, you know, maybe they have a craving or something or sugar addiction or something. What could they do with those situations? That's a tough one. So I do a lot of what I recommend to patients when we work with sugar and, 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 and it, more or less, it's a hormonal issue than it is more of the sugar itself. And so I work with patients with things like intermittent fasting, where they don't eat for like 16 hours. Mm. I work with them, though, and build them up to it. So like sometimes I'll just be like, hey, you know what? Let's just do three meals a day, max out whatever you want to eat for that day when you eat so that we can just try to somewhat calm down the, the cravings as much. Because if I just had someone fast or um, go paleo-like, mm. it's not gonna be a fun process. No. So how much can we limit that for them? So then we can say, okay, now that you're kind of ha- got the hang of this a little bit, let's go ahead and let's try 16 hours of no eating. That includes sleep, by the way. Mm. And then we'll have a meal, this is what we're gonna do next. We're gonna have a meal like this, so that we don't mess with sugar levels or the hormone levels at all. So we're gonna to try to regulate the body back to where it needs to be. Mm. And you know, people who like to get that quick fix, this usually isn't the quick fix, but yeah. what we're doing is trying to help the body restore itself back to its natural state. Wow, that's really uh, a good reminder for a lot of people, and I guess a, a new tactic as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you can Google fasting and the benefits of it, and, and, and or intermittent fasting for that matter. There's so many different types of fasting, yeah. and you'll see a gazillion positive remarks about that. I mean, this is what we used to do back in the day. Mm, awesome, awesome. I think you can always share some more uh, about that topic, and, and people will tell people how to get a hold of you later on. But let's move on to the other one, which is your mindset, I think you said, right? Yeah, this is a big one. Uh, um so mindfulness, I work with a lot of patients when it comes to things in mindfulness. How do I help bring the mind? How do I help you to connect back to you, the essence of who you really are? Um, and what I mean by that, I try to clarify for people. It's not like you see around you, but who's the one inside observing who's seeing? You know, that's the you I'm trying to connect you back to. So there are things when I work with patients, I have technology in my office that can allow me to see how their lifestyle is and where are they at neurologically, everything. We can see it all. And if you're in a very survival gas pedal mode, drive, go, go, go on the go, burning up resources, um, you're putting yourself in a weakened state. 
and it's very disconnected. So what we do is we, I recommend things like guided meditation. I just want people to sit and listen to someone talk. Simple. I keep it simple. I don't like to, you know, there's a lot of different meditation techniques out there. Um, I like to use those because it just helps them, you know, focus on someone and what they're saying, and that's it. A lot of other things we recommend in the mindfulness part is also breath work. Um, we don't breathe properly anymore. I mean, we don't get enough oxygen as it is, and the earth is already declining in oxygen. So it's kind of like, take some deep breaths. You know, just breathe into the stomach a little bit. Even if they just do that five times a day, that's a beneficial. But I do some uh, special type of breathing called Wim Hof breathing. Wim Hof, the, the ice man, as they call him. He, uh, so I follow a lot of his stuff, and I recommend it to my patients. I teach them how to do it, and uh, something I do every single day. Um, so you got the guided meditation, we got the breath work. Um, there's also things that I work with and maybe affirmations. If they're just mm -hmm. stuck in this thinking, thinking, well, we got to, how do we change that? Yeah. And I was talking to a patient a couple days ago and he's like, he's been with me for a couple months and he's like, I've been dealing with more stress in my life these last three months than I have probably in the last 20 years. And mm -hmm. he's like, he was crediting chiropractic and I was helping him. But then he's like, what else can I do? Cause I go, do you still have stinking thinking? He's like, yeah, I catch myself in these ruts. I can't get out. So let's reprogram the mind, right? Yeah. So affirmations are great for that. You know, you got to claim, you got to choose what is it that you want to achieve and have or do, you know, be in that essence. But I also, just to give a tip to all your listeners here too, if you ever want to reprogram your subconscious mind, because that's the tape that plays 95% of the time all day in your head, do an affirmation the moment you wake up and right before you go to sleep. It's one of the easiest ways to program the subconscious mind. It takes, you know, 30 to 90 days, give or take, mm. to really get it ingrained. But, hey, easy way to do that. So then you can change that tape a little bit and start yeah. shifting to more of what it is you want. Yeah. So I kind of work on a very individual level with my patients when it comes to this. But these are some of the tools I'll pull and use from. You know, visualization, those are some things. Sometimes I tell my patients, go paint, a, go make a, a vision board for me or mm. for yourself. And... Uh, have fun with it be a kid again yeah. sometimes i tell them gratitude journaling so i use a lot of these tools um to help a person become more centered yeah. so then what we're doing is we're not allowing all the distractions of life get to us facebook twitter you know, anything you name it yeah. and allowing all that to get to us and instead they're more in control of their life and they're not responding and getting over you know anxiety or overriding you know stimulating the nervous system and things like that yeah so powerful uh self-development personal development whatever you want to call it so powerful um it, it it's so core to to everything right and so oh it's, it's massively <laughs> and, and and it's amazing once you get paid like for me when i see patients start to follow that and start to shift that way it's like all of a sudden the adjustments hold a little longer and yeah. then they get results that are even faster and i'm just like and and again the cool thing about chiropractic when you're working with it is that there's no end to it there's no like here's my where i'm gonna go it's every i mean i've been an adjuster for 14 plus years and i'll tell you my first adjustment to my last thousand plus adjustment uh it, it's it's been different every time but it's always moving me up and up and up yeah awesome awesome all right so there's this sleep thing huh <laughs> <laughs> what is sleep all about <laughs> Yeah, I wish, right? You know, there's some people, there was stuff I was reading, um, oh, I can't remember the number, insomnia, people who have insomnia now, it's just skyrocketing like crazy. Um, you know, it's important, it's, it's standard information, get seven to nine hours of sleep, but one of the things I teach patients is to create a ritual before you go to bed. So it's all about reprogramming, how do you, how do you trick the mind or get the mind to start to shift to get ready for sleep? We don't do that as much anymore. We're more like nowadays we're on the computer, we're on our phone, we're doing something. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, you got time for bed. Let me jump in the bed. You're not going to sleep well. 
you're gonna you're gonna rest, but you're not restoring your body. Mm. So it's taking like you know thirty minutes, give or take, just, just unwind, read something positive, affirmation. Um, the other thing is, you know, don't watch anything that's with blue light for an hour, at least mm. two hours before going to bed. Um, you, you will, I don't have them with me right here. I should have showed them, brought them. I have these big orange glasses that I wear when I get home. Oh, okay. Um, it blocks all blue light mm. so that my brain, I'm not stimulating parts of my brain to have me be able to make it harder to get into that restorative sleep. So I'll mm. use that uh, as a cheat, if you want to call it, okay. so I can sleep better. And, and how many hours is sort of the recommendation now? I've heard many different numbers, but five, six, eight, nine. You know, I, I, I'll tell you what I tell my patients is that, you know, I sleep around six, six and a half hours. It works for me. Uh, if I go seven, seven and a half, eight, I just can't get up. I just go seven and a half, eight. I just don't like my body just feels too tired. Um, I always say find your remedy that works for you. Yeah. Um, the, back in the day, I used to have a thing I, w- I would put on my head, it read my brain waves, mm. and I can tell, I could find out my formula. Unfortunately, a company's out of business, and I'm so <laughs> angry that they are because I'm a big promoter of it. But anyhow, so they don't have that. So what I tell patients now is just figure out what works best for you um, because there are people who need eight, eight and a half hours of sleep. There are some that only need six, six and a half. You know, but it's what works for you. That's what matters most. Mm. All right. So is the condition or the environment someone's in matter for sleep? Yeah, big time. Um, massively. I mean, you know, and, and, and let me just come like environment. Do you mean as a, like dark rooms, um, no light rooms? Um, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Blackout. You know, we yeah. have black curtain so it blocks all the light when it comes yeah. in you want to sleep in pitch black um i do a workshop where i talk about sleep and how to hack it and i always say that you know there's two there's two hormones in the brain melatonin and serotonin and i always teach them that serotonin s for sun right that's what wakes you up in the morning you want the sun you want that blue light you want to get woken up m is melatonin you that's the moon you want that's nighttime so how the more darkness you get the better um, so that's, that's a big one, uh, when it comes to that, but there's other things too, like no sound whatsoever. Keep mm. your phone away, put it six feet, ten yeah. feet, put it on the other side of the room, put it in another room if you have to. Yeah. Some people look at me when I say they go, I use that for my alarm clock. I'm like, so do I, mine's in the other room most of the time. So when I have to get up, I can't hit snooze. Yeah. So I have to get up. Yeah. Um, another thing too, is a tip for environment's sake, keep the temperature of your room around 68 degrees between mm. 68 and 70. The reason being is when you sleep, the lowest the temperature body gets is around 68 to 70 degrees. Another little trick to hack the brain to say, oh, we're, we're going to sleep. So those people who take like hot showers at night and then they let themselves cool off a little bit, that's a way of tricking the brain. So you're, you're changing the environment. So you're helping yourself give an opportunity. But yeah, things like that, electronics, you don't want to have, they disrupt the brain and how your, your body's going to rest. You can try it for yourself. Um, Keep your phone near you, like really close next to you, and go to sleep. And then take your phone and put it in another room and sleep another night. Mm. And take a journal and write and see what the difference may be. Nice, nice. That's awesome tip. Uh, I think you're into a lot of hacks, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a big biohacker. Yeah, right? I yeah, love trying absolutely. to see. Well, just how can you trick the nervous system so that you can? I mean, even my adjustment tricks the nervous system so I can look at new areas to adjust. So it's always looking at. What what angles can we use with the laws of the body so that we can get awesome results? Great, great info. 
we have five topics or five areas that we talked about. How do you summarize it all for us, Dr. Vic? Great question. Um, you know, when it, when, it, when it comes to living at your best human potential, discovering what that really is, uh, you know, it's just straightforward as we went down the line with them. Get, get adjusted. I can't tell you how important that is. It, sometimes it's your own experience. You have to see it for yourself. You know, start little times, a little bit with eating well. You know, it's what you eat and drink. Drink more water. Get it reverse osmosis or something, but get clean water, good foods. Move. Take a walk. If you have a, if you have a significant other, make that a ritual at night. You get home at night, go take a nice walk. It's summer here in Chicago. It's a little chilly, but yeah. it's going to warm up. Um, but, you know, those are things you can do. And then, you know, have take time for yourself when it comes to your mindset. Wake up in the morning and just share what you're appreciative about yourself and who you are. And, uh, and just get some sleep. Yeah, Don't sleep absolutely. too much. Get what you need. So valuable information. Um, practice it all. Uh, maybe little by little, but practice it all. And yes. um, how do people get a hold of you, Dr. Vic? So you can get a hold of me. You can either uh, you can visit my website, visitthewellnesspath.com. Um, you can go there, and that's my practice website for all that information. You have all ways to contact me there. You can contact me also on Facebook at just facebook.com, Dr. Vic Manzo Chiropractor. Uh, it's my professional page. I do a lot of my uh, inspiration, health tips, and things like that on there. And then um, also speaking stuff that I started doing, it's also www.empoweryourreality.com. Uh, that's where I do some workshops. Uh, I go out and speak to corporations and uh, different civic groups, associations, and so forth. So um, those are ways. Contact me on any of those. You can shoot an email through the websites or Facebook, and uh, I'll be more than happy to answer any questions. Very good. Well, make sure we get those all in the show notes so that you can all look it up. And uh, I think that's it. I really appreciate your time, Dr. Vic. And we got this done, and it was fun. Hope you had a good time. This was awesome. Thanks for having me, Eric. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Have a good day. You too, brother. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.